Amen. Let's open our Bibles, please, to Ezekiel chapter 1. Ezekiel chapter 1. We're going to read verses uh, 1 through 6. We'll read these verses uh, responsibly. It means I'll read the first verse, we'll read the second verse together, and then so on. Ezekiel chapter 1, uh, verse 1, and shall we stand, please, for the reading of God's Word. Ezekiel chapter 1 and verse 1. Now it came to pass in the thirtieth year, in the fourth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river of Chebar, that the heavens were open, and I saw visions of God. In the fifth day of the month, which was the fifth year of King Jehoiachin's captivity, the word of the Lord came expressly unto Ezekiel the priest, the son of Buzi, in the land of the Chaldeans by the river Chebar, and the hand of the Lord was there upon him. And I looked, and behold, a whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud and a fire enfolding itself, and a brightness was about it, and out of the midst thereof as the color of amber out of the midst of the fire. Also out of the midst thereof came the likeness of four living creatures. And this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man, and every one had four faces, and every one had four wings. If you look back to verse 1 at the end of the verse, it's the text and the title, I saw visions of God. I saw visions of God. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you bless the message. Uh, I yield your spirit that he would lead and guide me as to what to say and how to say it. That he'd give me uh, the power to, to say it, that somehow, some way, to some degree, that this truth could be done with justice. Uh, that we would understand uh, your vision of your appearance. By the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. Help us to have a biblical mindset. Yeah. We pray that we keep our minds stayed upon thee and that we could see thee. And remember, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. We pray that you bless this time and uh, help us to keep our mind right and our eyes on thee and we ask these things in jesus name amen. amen and you may be seated i saw visions of god no such thing as coincidence i think it's amazing we sung two songs that said talked about longing to see his face coincides with the message you know, we need hope at this time. Amen. Our hope is in God. Amen. 2020 was a very rough year. Uh, probably going to get worse for those who believe in Christ. We don't know what all uh, technically the future will un unfold. We know that we must prepare ourselves. But God promises to give us peace in the midst of the storm. He said, My peace give I unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. So by His sovereignty, His providence, He is omnipotent, He's all-powerful, and He is the potentate, the Almighty One, the Ancient of Days. Too many of us, and, and I've found this out by contact with several people, 
they're too worried about the COVID, the regulations, the masks. They're too worried about politics, the election. Their focus is on the wrong place. They're too worried about sports or America, all these things going on. But the answer is we need to look to God. We need to keep our eyes on Him and we need to focus on Him and realize who He is. It is a fearful thing to fall in the hands of a living God. Our God is a consuming fire. But I found in talking with most Christians, they've never even considered what does God look like? What does He look like? What is His appearance? What is His shape, as the Bible calls it? What is the vision of God? The average person, sad to say, has some type of an idol they've concocted in their own mind based on narcissism of what they want God to be or what they've heard that He looks like or they saw some painting of God made back during the Renaissance or something like that. A good example is this. One of my pastors, uh, he would tell us his ideal heaven, uh, which is totally wrong, by the way. He said he was going to live on a hill. God was going to give him a red brick mansion. He loved uh, early American architecture. He wanted it to have white columns on the porch. He wanted a lake, and he loved to fish for catfish and bass. Uh, There's going to be catfish and totally stock. And he loved Hereford cattle. There's going to be a lot of red Herefords from England out there. Uh, and, you know, he taught us that's what heaven is like. He said that's, that's what God's going to be like. Uh, and I remember when I was young, I'd read the Chick Tracks, which I, I really like them. I think you ought to use them. But whenever they'd show God on the throne, it was just this, like, image of light sitting on a throne. And, and then you have today in modern days like 12-step uh, PADAP or PADET, whatever it is, AA trying to get off these drugs or, or, with, or bad habits without God. Uh, if I'm correct on this, they tell you to get your idea of a higher power. Whatever your idea, make it up. There's nothing right. There's nothing wrong. You just need some type of a higher power in your life. But the truth is, God is God. Amen. And there's a vision of God that's revealed to us many places in the Bible. This is who God is. This is what God looks like. And I learned some new things, very amazing, studying this that many of you will relate to. But God gives us a vision of who He is. We're to keep our mind on Him, to focus, meditate, this ought to change our life. So what has happened is in the modern day with the uh, ancient alien theories and the uh, UFOs, they always say that these ancient peoples misinterpreted tech, to what, technology, technology uh, but they didn't misinterpret it. Uh, they, were, they were seeing cherubim. That's what they were seeing. They're still coming down today, regardless of what they tell you. Yes, there's high-tech flying vehicles, but we're talking about uh, the cherubim, and 
very interesting because Ezekiel said in chapter uh, 10, verse 20, I knew these were the cherubim. He said, it was revealed to me. I knew by the word of God and the revelation of God that these were the cherubim. So it starts off. Remember, Ezekiel was in Babylon, one of those taken hostages, uh, the judgment of God. It tells us the year that this transpired in the captivity of Jehoiachin. And he said, I saw visions of God. Now, I remember when I was young, uh, Oral Roberts claimed to see God. He was 60 foot tall. And coincidentally, he needed a lot of money and he wanted people to give a million something dollars. But uh, you may think you've seen God, but no man has seen God and ever lived. And even those in the Bible who saw an angel fell as if dead because of the power of God and the power of the angels. We are made a little lower than the angels. Above the beast, the fish, and the fowl of the air, but below the angels. And if you ever saw God, this is what he'd look like. This is what he would look like. So I'm going to give you an overview of this. Um, I'm sure I'll forget some things. There's so much information, but I'd ask you to listen and try to get in your mind's eye. Who is God? What does he look like? Our hope is in him. So if we go all the way back to the book of Revelation, remember the revelation means the revealing of Jesus Christ. This is who he is. This is what he looks like. And in chapter 1, verse 13, it says that Jesus Christ gave this revelation to the angel, and the angel gave it to John the Beloved. So this was a revelation. Uh, the book of Revelation, and remember, it's singular, not plural. And it says that John was caught, was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. He heard a trumpet, a great voice, and he looked back, and this trumpet was talking to him. And it was Jesus Christ. He said, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. What thou seest, write in a book. So he talked to him and he turned to see this voice and he saw seven golden candlesticks, which were the, the churches, which were historical churches, which are doctrinally time periods of dispensation during the church age dispensation of grace. But he saw the one and he says he was like unto the son of man and he was clothed with a garment down to the foot and his girt about uh, the paps with a golden girdle and everything is centered on the loins. When you look at God, he's wearing a robe that covers his entire body and his head and his hairs were white like wool, white as snow, and his eyes were a flame of fire. His feet uh, were likened to fine brass as if they burned in a furnace. Says his voice was as the sound of many waters and he was holding seven stars, which were the angels to these churches in his right hand. And then it says that out of his mouth goeth a sharp two-edged sword. And when he saw him, he says, I fell at his feet as dead. This is Jesus Christ. 
This is what he looks like. Now we're going to go into detail about this. You go over to chapter 4 where John was caught up uh, into heaven and he saw God. And he said there were, he saw the throne room of God. The elders uh, were sitting clothed in white raiment. They each had heads on their, or, or crowns on their heads. They'd already been rewarded. These are the New Testament saints. Said, out of this throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, voices. Now, if you've ever been around a crack of lightning, and I have, I saw a lightning bolt hit the transformer in my backyard. We've had lightning bolts hit on trips. We saw a, a tree get struck by lightning and a house catch fire. I mean, it's fearful thing if you've ever been around a lightning bolt. These things are coming out of the throne of God. And it says, before that throne, there's a sea of glass like unto crystal. In the midst of the throne, there are four beasts. These are the cherubim full of eyes before and behind. And we'll talk about this in a moment. There's four creatures. Each one has four faces. Each one has four wings. And so these beasts give glory unto God and they cry out day and night, holy, 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 Lord God almighty, which was and is and is to come. So this throne room, we have the vision. Before the throne, there are the seven spirits of God. There's also so the altar of incense where the prayers of the saints uh, come up into the nostrils of God as a well-pleasing uh, scent. And he is very uh, pleased with these things. But this is the throne of God. Around the throne, there's a rainbow, a complete rainbow like unto an emerald. Lightning bolts are shooting out of the throne. There's these beasts with four faces and the wheel inside of the wheel. And there's a sea of glass before the throne. Now, Ezekiel saw this vision of God and this becomes when God transports all of these things in the throne room ride on these cherub, which are riding on a wheel inside of a wheel. So these are called the living creatures. And some of them have six wings. These here, these cherub have four. But in this vision of God, we see it in Revelation 1, Revelation 4, uh, Ezekiel 1, Ezekiel 10, many places in Zechariah, there's some amazing um, visions. But this is who God is. He's not your idea of who you want him to be. He's not some old man in a rocking chair where the world's pulling the wool over his eyes, changing who God is to, to meet their own wicked lifestyle. God's not changing for anybody. And you can believe it or not, but every man must give an account of himself to God. Now, if we go back to Ezekiel, and I'm just giving you the overview, but this is really, really amazing. When Ezekiel sees God, there's a tornado or a whirlwind. Now, I've never once heard somebody say, I saw God and there was a whirlwind. And it says there was a cloud. And when God shows up, there's always going to be a cloud. 
And it says there was a fire enfolding itself. So this fire comes up and it goes inside itself like this. He is the eternal Alpha and the Omega. He does not need fuel for the fire. He is the everlasting one. And it says his color is of amber. Very important because his feet are as burnished brass. Brass and amber is the color in biblical uh, numerology, colorology, metallurgy, is for judgment. The holiness of God, the coals of fire, the juniper coals which burn hot as we are taught in the word of God, and this energy which moves through the creatures which is in the midst of the wheels and in God's own body as we'll look at. It says there's an amber electric power energy that originates in the midsection of God. We'll look at this. This is who God is. He's amber in color. Why? He is the holy God. He is separate from sin cannot be tempted to sin, cannot be in the presence of sin, tempteth no man to sin. He will cast all sin and sinners from him when he sits on the great white throne. Ezekiel said again, I knew it was cherubim. Now out of this whirlwind, this whirlwind comes, fire enfolding itself, this cloud, there are these living creatures, the cherubim. Remember, Lucifer was the anointed cherub that covereth. He was above the throne of God, and the word means fence in and out. He protected God from the creation and protected the creation from God. The anointed cherub that covereth. The cherubs protect God. They separate God from the creation. They transport God. Whenever God moves, the cherubs are going to do it. And they're in the throne room of God. And they're in Ezekiel's visions of God. And they protect and guard the way to the tree of life. How? With a flaming sword, which turneth ever which way, so that no man will come to God unless the cherubs allow them. You know, all these heretical bedtime stories and little, you know, myths we've been taught since we were a child that St. Peter's going to decide if you get through the pearly gates. Uh, nothing could be further from the truth. Peter was not the first pope. He never even went to Rome. It's been proven. They've excavated under the Vatican and used DNA in the bones. He was never there. That was the lie of the pagan Christianity started by Constantine of uh, the fake Roman Catholic Church. Who, who decides if you get in? The cherubim decide if you get in. These creatures are so terrible. They're so awesome. They're so fearful. They guard the way and the coals of fire, the amber, and the lightning, they will decide who is worthy and who is not. So, there's these cherubim. There's four creatures. Each of these creatures has four faces. Each of these creatures has four wings. They have straight feet like a calf's feet. 
So these are the feet of a, a bull. They have cloven hooves like the cherubim. And this is why throughout history the wicked pagans worship the bull. There's bull worship all over the world. And Merrill Lynch is bullish. Watch out. Uh, but they have, so envision it, they have straight feet like a, like a cow, like a calf. And it says, they sparkled as burnished brass. I mean, the most highly polished brass with a bright light shining upon them, which uh, typifies one thing. These only do one thing, holiness and judgment. No compromise no shortcuts, no ex exemptions. You either go God's way or you're not getting in. You either do it God's way by the eternal word of God or these cherubims will make sure that you will not be allowed in. The Bible tells us also, and this is all in chapter 1 of Ezekiel. You ought to read this in detail and take notes and then look at chapter 10 also. But it says, each of these creatures has the, man, the hands of a man under the wings. And these wings are on all four sides. They cover the body. And it says, when these creatures fly, it's so loud. It's so, uh, it, it reverberates in the air that it astonishes mortal men. Now, each of these creatures, there's four of them, have four faces. So, and most of you know this, but they have the face of, a, of a, uh, a lion, they have the face of a man, and they have the face of an ox, and they have the face of an eagle. And each of these faces depicts the character and the nature of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is depicted in the four Gospels. So, the, the, the uh, lion is the uh, king of kings, in the book of Matthew, he is the king of kings. Uh, in Mark, he's depicted as the lowly suffering ox, which is supposed to plow the, the gospel row in obedience to the master or the father. And then you have Luke. He's the son of man. That's the face of the man who he is all man all God yet without sin through the miracle of the virgin birth and the incarnation. And then you have the face of the eagle, which is the son of God, the Godhead dwelt in him fully, and he is God, the word made flesh. Now, inside these creatures, so try to envision they have four faces, four wings, hands of a man under their wings, calves' feet. Inside their bodies, there is coals of burning amber. Bright. And you know the color of amber. The judgmental, burnished brass. And notice, and some of you really relate to this, this power moves up and down through their bodies. It is not in what it comes out of the loins, but it travels down the legs to the bottom of the feet, rises back up the legs, goes up the chest, up to the head, and it's always moving. And then it says, 
They move with a flash of lightning. Uh, it's unbelievable power of lightning bolts in each of these creatures. Now, these creatures are riding wheels. And it says there's a wheel on the earth. And when they light, that wheel's on the earth. When they lift up, the wheel goes under them. And there is a wheel inside of a wheel. And one wheel points north, south, the other east, west, like this. And it says they turn not when they went. So these faces, uh, and we've talked about this in the past, but they do not have to change their physique to change directions. They're not like us where we do this and we change. They move like this. A wheel inside of a wheel. And it could be some type of a bearing system, but it talks about it's the color of a barrel. And it says that, uh, I study this, barrel is an opaque, like white color, and it has tints of different colors in it, but it's opaque. And it says, and it makes a distinction. You have the wheels and the rings. And it says they're full of eyes. And so these eyes, you know, just imagine, it almost looks like ball bearings of eyes. Inside these wheels, and these rings have the eyes of God, and, it, and we know that the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, beholding the evil and the good, and he's looking for somebody to show himself strong on their behalf. So you have this wheel inside of the wheel, excuse me, and the creatures lift up the wheels, and the Spirit of God is in the wheels. So notice, God's going to go where he goes, and nobody's going to stop him. And the Spirit's going to lead the, the, the uh, word in action, if you will, inside the wheels. So vision, wheel inside the wheel, four creatures, four faces, four wings each on top of the wheel, uh, wheels. And then on top of those, there's a firmament. Now, this is the amazing thing that sea of glass and the bible call, i study this it's called a terrible crystal a terrible crystal so the wheels are a barrel of opaque it's not transparent but the firmament above the heads of these creatures is a terrible crystal which has facets and light it, it is a luminescent if you will multifaceted that's on top. Somehow, the sea of glass is on top of these creatures. Now, sitting on top of that firmament, on top of the head of these creatures, is the throne of God. This is really um, amazing to me. And it says there's the throne upon it. And it says the image of a man was above upon the throne. And it says it's like a sapphire. Blue, which is purity, holiness, the color of Almighty God, Amen. royal blue, the most purest blue, sitting on this throne. Now, you can look this up, uh, probably not now because you get distracted, but if you look in verses 27 and 28, it says, inside the body of God, from his loins, 
there's a fire moving just like energy's moving down his legs, back up from his legs to his loins, up to his chest, and back down to the loins. There's an energy of fire moving in the body of God. Same type that's in the bodies of these creatures. And then above the throne of God, there's a rainbow, which is an aura, if you will. And as we read in the book of Revelation, it's likened to an emerald. So you have this emerald rainbow. You know, I've never heard one person say they saw God and said anything about this. You know why? They didn't see God. I saw this deal somebody sent me the other day. Buddhist monk dies, goes to hell and heaven. Click here to read what happened. Yeah. Well, he's a liar. Because it, it is appointed unto men once to die. After this, the judgment. You're not going to die and come back. You don't get a second chance. You don't go to whatever it is, purgatory or nirvana or whatever their little made-up levels of consciousness. You live to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord, right. and the angels carried the uh, bear to Abraham's bosom. Now, it says in verse 28, this was the appearance of the vision of God. You say, what does God look like? Well, I just told you. Get it in your mind. That's what God looks at like. So once again, wheel inside a wheel. Four creatures riding those wheels. Spirit of God is in the wheels. In the rings of the wheels, they're full of eyes. God sees all. He knows all. David said, though I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. You cannot run from God. You can't kill God. You can't change the Bible. You can't make up the Big Bang or evolution. God is God. Doesn't matter if you take Him out of the public schools and you kill Him in the Supreme Court. So here's these creatures standing. Each one has four faces depicting the nature of Jesus Christ. The four wings, the, man, the hands of a man under those wings. There's a firmament above their head, the sea of glass. The throne of God is above that. Inside these creatures, there's energy of amber and in the body of God himself. And we are made in the image of God. And then... He speaks down, it says, through this firmament, the living creatures hear it, and the Spirit in the wheels lifts them up, and they fly to do the will of God. Now, follow me. In chapter 10 of Ezekiel, these creatures are listed again and described in detail. Now, in chapter 10.1, it tells us the throne of God is on the top of these creatures. Now, something had happened before this. And in chapter 9, we're told that Israel was so wicked and so corrupt and so defiled 
that God told a man to take an inkhorn, and I call him the inkhorn man. He was the scribe or the recorder. And he saw the wickedness of Jerusalem, and there was only one solution to the problem. Just like in a person's life, you're never going to solve your problems unless you follow the principles in, in the visions of God. And a nation will never return unless they follow the principles in the vision of God. And it, this cherub tells this man, go down between the wheels and take some coals. And, but the man is unworthy to do this. So the cherub has to reach down to these coals between the wheel and side the wheel. And it says, spread them over all the city. Go around Jerusalem and spread these coals of burning amber and cleanse the city. So with this, you have the combination. Number one, the holy judgment of God. And number two, the cleansing and the purification of the holiness of God. And what's a sad thing is, when they went out, God said, set a mark on the foreheads of those who are, notice this, only on those who sigh and cry for all the abominations. All those who are brokenhearted over the wickedness of the government, the wickedness of society, the media, the entertainment institution, those who are brokenhearted and sad over all that is legalized in the wickedness and set a mark in their forehead, those are the ones who will be protected from these coals of judgment. And it says, every man, every woman, every child was put to death. Only those who were protected by this mark in the forehead were safe. And the same thing that killed them, healed them. The same thing that judged them, purified them. It was the holy, burning, amber, burnished brass coals in the midst of the wheels, that fire and power that runs up and down through the bodies of each of the four living creatures, and the same holiness in the fire of God that runs up and down in the body of Almighty God. So think about the vision, the shape, and the colors. You have the barrel at the bottom. The wheels are an opaque white like a pearl. This amber coals of fire, lightning bolts of bright white shooting out of these creatures. This amber energy flowing up and down the terrible crystal sea of glass that uh, is prismatic, shining the rays of the glory of God, the throne of God on top of that that is like a sapphire, and God Almighty, the image of a man above upon it, it says, with this amber power and fire going up and down his body, and then this green rainbow around the throne of God. God is a awesome. He's called terrible. He's called a consuming fire. He's called the Holy One of 
Israel. And when you get over to, uh, and I'm not going to have you turn to it for lack of time. We're almost through, just listen. When, when God comes back, Jesus Christ at the second coming to fight the battle of Armageddon, which Brother James taught us, uh, the place of the crowds, where He will destroy all those who have followed the Antichrist. It says He will appear with clouds. And it says He'll come as lightning, right? Coming from the east to the west. And He says there's going to be many false prophets arising and Antichrist and false Christ in the very near future for us. And it says if they tell you He's over there in uh, Los Angeles and he's given a palm reading. He said, don't go over there. So if he's in a desert, he's given a seminar at Sedona, Arizona. Don't go over there. And they're going to perform miracles and deceive many. Tells you what he's going to look like. Says, you're going to hear the last trump. Uh-oh. The last trump. And he's going to come with clouds. And every eye shall see him. And Israel will look upon him whom they have pierced. It's going to be a fire enfolding itself and it's going to be like a lightning bolt that shooteth from the east to the west. Now, i read you one verse. This is really interesting. And I saw this a while back. But in Matthew chapter 26, and Jesus is being accused of being Beelzebub at His false trial. This is what he says in Matthew 26, 64. Jesus saith unto him, Thou hast said, Nevertheless, I say unto you, Hereafter shall you see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Now, he said, You can say what you want. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You know, all these people are saying things and predicting things. This is what's going to happen. This throne is going to come covered by our emerald rainbow, sitting on a firmament on the tops of four creatures who each have four faces and four wings, and they're riding on a wheel inside of a wheel, and lightning bolts are coming out of it, and there's a whirlwind, and there's a fire enfolding itself, and there's amber coals in the bottom, and the power of God's flowing through these Creatures in uh, amber power energy. And they're going to see Christ sitting at the right hand of the Father. And there He is with this power. And it tells us what Christ looks like. We just read it in Revelation 1 and chapter 4. And He said, you've said all these things. Now I say unto you, Son of Man's coming. And you're going to see Him sitting at the right hand of power on the throne of God. Now, this is who He is. This is what He, what he looks like. You know, we, we talk about when my faith becomes sight, I'm longing to see Him face to face. It's going to be a scary thing. That's why the Bible says, even the righteous shall scarcely be saved. Why? Because He's a holy God. He's a holy God. Ezekiel said, I saw visions of God. Now, what's the good news in all this? Keep your eye on Him. 
You don't need to be worried too much. You know, stay informed, but don't dwell on all these things that are going on out there. Don't look to Him. You know, we ought to, you know, you go to bed envisioning this, you might have a good dream for once. Look to Him. This is the visions of God. I don't need to be worried about something on the sports world or politics or on the fake news. I need to be thinking about Him. We need to focus on Him and this is the vision of God. All right, let's bow our heads, close our eyes.